A little less face time, a little more below the waist time. <laughs> Drop it. Duncan and both come correct. That this was not just my Kit Kats. I should have acknowledged that the the bowl full of Kit Kats and Hershey's and Reese's that yeah. everyone should have had an opportunity, an equal opportunity, to to go after a Kit Kat or two. Very very upsetting, and I haven't seen him since. Yeah. But I'm looking uh, forward to the conversation where he's like, "The car, the car, <laughs> the kid, <laughs> So anyway, welcome everyone. To uh, Duncan and Bo uh, come correct Th- this season being Duncan and Bo slash fiction. Um, yes, I'm choked up with the cold, ladies and gents. So you will see me wipe my nose a lot. Hopefully, it doesn't translate into the audio version of this, but just giving the advance warning. So if you were triggered by nose wiping, yep, then you know, <laughs> let, let you for been, a long show. <laughs> you have been duly warned, I suppose. Yes. Yes, um, kind of. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, Duncan. Bo. Um, I asked you all the, this off the air, but let's do it official. Like, uh, how you doing? How's everything? How's uh-uh. every little thing aside from your cold? Apart from the cold, I'm doing very well. Yeah, we we got through October again, um, which was good. It was good, uh, and yeah, we're now in the we're now in the steady. De- I was going to say decline uh, descent towards the end of the year. So I am, uh, um, the, the Halloween decorations are away and everything's starting to ramp up to make things in the house a lot more festive, if you know what I mean, Bo, festive with a capital F. Um, I, I assume you mean the Christmas holidays are starting to ramp up. Well, yeah, we don't have the, the thing in between that you guys have. So. Yeah. I mean, so, yeah. neither do we anymore. Christmas starts the day after Halloween <laughs> in some cases before, and I don't like it. I don't appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah yeah i think it's been heading that way for a while so um you just you, what you need to do is just not acknowledge it uh, until I, you're ready to acknowledge it i try not to the problem is is my girlfriend's not entirely one of those people of like hey christmas is over so let's put up the tree it, yep. it's not quite that bad because she does have a a, a reverence for uh thanksgiving mm-hmm. but the the talk of christmas has started in earnest yeah <laughs> and and so i'm getting a lot of you know all right let's start thinking about like who's gonna go where on christmas eve and what's happening yep. christmas day um but i'm more excited duncan because for thanksgiving uh here in actually right about two weeks uh, two weeks from today, as a matter of fact, we are taken off to Charleston, South Carolina, for Ooh. Thanksgiving. Nice, right? So, in it, like, I'm a total carpetbagger in this scenario, Duncan. Like, don't even kid yourself. <laughs> like, it's her and her family, and they're like, "Hey, yeah. do you want to come too?" And I was like, "Well, I could hang out with my family, but I know what they're like." Yeah, so you've done that. yeah. Um, well, and yeah, and, and frankly, that's what it was. It was like, I, I haven't met her brother yet, so I get to meet her brother when, when I go and, um, like we're renting two, two or three houses out there. Um, nice. yeah. So I'm really looking forward to that. Cause that's like a week off and mm-hmm. coming on the heels of Halloween when I was doing like an episode a day 
at yeah, least. <laughs> Which you put on yourself, by the way. You're like, yeah. You're, you're doing the same thing I was doing. Like, by the time I got towards the end of the month and I released that Halloween episode, which basically had every every Halloween movie reviewed. It was ten and a half hours long. And I was kind of, <laughs> I was moaning, I was moaning about it. Um upstairs. My wife was like, but this was your idea. And I was like, let's not be logical about this, right? Let's just complain that, about the yeah, thing that's at hand. Right. That's not what we're talking about right now. <laughs> let's, well, I'm not here to assign blame. I'm just here to say it sucks. Yeah. So uh, yeah, yeah. So, but you were doing an episode a day, which is just silly. Yeah. Well, and some of that you can schedule in advance, right? But yeah. but at a certain point, shit kind of catches up with you. Oh God, yeah. Fast. Very uh, fast. Uh, right. And so, yeah, by the end of it, like the last week is where I'm like, I just want this to be over. Yeah. Like I just, I, w- I want to get to Halloween because Halloween night is going to be really yeah. fun, except yeah. for all my Kit Kats being fucking swindled by by Brandy's eldest child or eldest son. Um, but other than that, like it was a really good time, and I enjoyed. Like I, I watched stuff I'd never seen before. You know, I talked about yep. seeing Possession. Like I'd never seen Possession, and I use it as a good excuse to do that kind of shit. Of I'm gonna make myself watch movies that I, I haven't seen before. I've always meant to, or I'm gonna go back. And this is a great excuse to revisit like the '78 Invasion of the Body Snatchers, and yeah, yeah, yeah. you know that kind of stuff to make myself watch great movies. Um, you know, because normally I watch crap, Duncan. I don't think well, this I've, is a surprise to anybody. Noted. Has been noted. Yeah. Um, less so lately, but uh, but generally, because I'm also still kind of keeping up with, you know, like we're doing the A24 show coming up pretty soon. So yes, I'm watching yes, those. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm all caught up with everything except Lamb, which doesn't have a UK release date until next year. So uh, I'm I'm whether or not i pull the trigger and we just do that episode minus lamb um and then maybe just do an individual lamb review next year but i, I did check out the green knight um and yeah i have things to talk about <laughs> yeah so, I, I haven't seen that one yet that that oh, and lamb good. may be the only two that i haven't watched yet um yeah well i watched that false is it false positive yeah, yeah, part yeah. of my 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 31 so that was like that was one of the outstanding ones yeah, um, that, I'm, I'm good to go on that now. So it's, you it's know, all right. yeah, it, it's fine. I I think I would have enjoyed it a lot more if I hadn't seen Prevenge rec- like very recently. Yeah. I'm like, I, like had had I not been acutely aware, like ten minutes in, what the twist was going to be. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, I like I knew like as, as soon as as soon as uh, Pierce Brosnan come in, who was great in that, by the way. Pierce He's Brosnan, absolutely super brilliant. fun. Yeah. Yeah, as soon as he walked in, though, I was like that. All right, I, I I know I know what's I know what's going on here, and then I just kind of had to wait. And the movie's plenty entertaining right through, but I knew without the final shot being the way it was, I kind of knew where the story was going. And it was just a case of taking its time to get there. But it's beautifully shot. There's a reason it ended up on Hulu, for sure. You know what I mean, for sure. Um, yeah, it it was good. Um, Alan joins to say noses are in my top three things to wipe. Nice. Uh, nice. I, I assume know. that list would be what noses, rectum, eyes, uh, eyes. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, wiping your eyes. I'm, 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 I'm not seeing penis because that's the obvious one. I is that really a wipe or more of a rub? I mean, I guess if you're yeah. doing cleanup. Yeah, <laughs> it's always clean up. Why else would you wipe your neck? <laughs> it's always clean up. Uh, sometimes just for you know to be friendly. <laughs> just to be friendly. <laughs> So, you know, 
<laughs> so so that it doesn't feel left out of other goings on and shenanigans. It's true. This is true. In, in, in fairness, of all the body parts I have, I think that's the one that gets too much attention. <laughs> is it too much? <laughs> well, the doctor says it is. Um, Any, so... <laughs> anytime it's touched and it's not my hand, I'm very oh. grateful. Yeah. 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 So that's a good day. Yeah. Yeah. I'm very like, uh, thank you for doing that. Is usually what I say. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, I, Alan, Alan posted something else in the chat. I can't tell if that's a misspelling or if he's abbreviating something, but it's like AWOB. And I think he means swab, but it could always be, always be wiping. I don't know. Maybe, maybe that's, that's, that, that seems like a slogan. Uh, yeah. Uh, let's jump into, uh, movies, Duncan, that we've been watching good and bad. Let's, let's kick the show off proper. Oh yeah. Let's do it. Let's do it. And, do it. um, so I, you dealer's choice, you start good or bad. Uh, I, I don't care. I got one for let, either. Yeah. Let's go bad. It wasn't the worst thing I saw in the last week, but it did disappoint me because the promise of this movie was quite quite high and i did save it specifically for halloween so this was my halloween movie this year Mm -hmm. and the last couple years i've been on the money like my picks have been fucking great Mm -hmm. uh, for the movie that i watched at at halloween this year i decided to treat my treat yourself bo treat yourself with a little bit of sion sono and nick cage and what i thought was going to be an incredible movie because it's sion sono and nick cage two flavors that are very distinct but did I try them on the same dish? And it uh, turns out bland. Um, Surprising, yeah. Surprisingly bland. Like I, I mean, but the, the, it has all the core elements. It has the visual style and eccentricity of a Sion Sono. Nick Cage is doing Nick Cage, like so. He's not phoning in his performance. It's like he, he seems to be like all in. It's got an interesting cast. I like seeing Bill Mosley, who just appears to be everywhere now that he's. Mm-hmm being in slasher um so you know what i mean hopefully that kid will continue to get some work i expect great things out of him we're rooting for you mostly uh but like and the story itself the actual story like if you look at what the synopsis is it seems like a really interesting film but i think the problem is that you take two kind of extreme personalities in their own fields and you bring them together and they know themselves out because it, it was a very beige watch you yeah. know what i mean it got to the end and it felt very rudimentary very run-of-the-mill um and i kind of just went by the time it finished i was like i hate it but i'd, I'd be i'd struggle to say i enjoyed it i'd, I'd it kind of feel so i think i gave it two and a half um out of five and that's probably even like a week removed now is probably still where I am on it. I I, I don't know. It just, it fell a bit flat for me, which like I say, was a shame because it was the movie, one of the movies that I was like, this year is going to rock because we're finally getting Prisoners of the Ghostland. And uh, it turns out, meh. I, I was checking my score on Letterboxd and I gave it exactly the same score. Uh, All right, two and a half, yeah. Yeah, and I, I mean, you know me, I love Shansono. I love yep. uh, a good Nick Cage performance. And uh-huh. yeah, I agree. I think it it feels it it felt surprisingly pedestrian for a, yeah. a Sono film. And is it because he's making it for? Is it because it's a Western movie? Because I think he did that. He did that movie for Netflix a couple of years ago, which I found to be relatively boring as well. And that was like that was like 
that was for a western production company kind of mm-hmm. in the woods or something i can't remember what it was called something like that and it was like a, it was an okay movie it wasn't great and I, I wonder if that's the maybe that's what the issue is maybe the the kind of having to acclimate to an american studio or or do something for a western audience means that there's just a little bit of that magic which we get when it's just purely japanese is just gone maybe so maybe so yeah. I, I i don't know exactly what doesn't quite translate there yeah. but i know it's not like shion sono's lost his his step because tag Ooh. was fucking great yeah and that's a and this movie still film. looks beautiful it's, and the practical effects yeah. are great and it's it has an eccentric enough story that i really enjoyed yeah but yeah. That, just all those elements together it just it seemed to what for whatever reason things kind of came to head and then they just seemed to cancel each other out so every bit that was like oh well this is going to be bonkers turned out to be relatively pedestrian is the only word i could think of i just never really found uh like an eccentric groove to get into which is mm-hmm. kind of what i was hoping for especially when it's covered with taglines which i know you shouldn't read too much into but when sion sono is saying this is one of the most bonkers movies I've ever worked on. And Nick Cage is saying, this is maybe one of the most bonkers movies. Like, when I hear that and I'm like, well, I've seen their back catalogs. My God, what am I going to get? And then I'm like, well, maybe... Right. You really don't know the word bonkers, maybe. <laughs> yeah, I totally agree. And Richard in, in chat was saying, is it better than Sukiyaki Western Django? No, no. Sukiyaki Western no. Django is way better. Infinitely better. Yeah. Infinitely better. Which, so, yeah, yeah, that's a terrific movie, I think. Yeah, uh, I, w- I would agree with that. I, th- I think Mickey gets that. Although Mickey hasn't made many movies for this side of the world, if you know what I mean. Yeah. So neither uh, is he and Sono, mind you. But I don't know. I don't know. I, I, the thing is, I've seen plenty of people say that they loved it. So there's clearly an audience out there for it. It just it, it, it fell flat for me. And I'd seen a few movies that week that weren't very good. But I had... Because it was my Halloween movie, my full attention was on it, and I watched it just at the right time, and I was getting in the zone, and a small whiskey at the side of my bowl, a slice of pumpkin cheesecake, which I made myself. Everything I saw pictures of that looked delicious, by the way. It was fucking insanely good, and I was like, this is my zone. This is my zone. Let's watch this movie. And it was all bright to start off. I was like, yes, I picked. I picked right. Me, this guy. (laughs) And then by about halfway through it, I was like, what have I done? I've ruined my Halloween. It's like throwing my plate across, yeah. fucking cheesecake all over the wall, whiskey everywhere. Duck it. Ah. Um, so yeah, yeah. Love it yourself. Uh, I I <laughs> did not have whiskey. Um, oh. I watched uh, The Exorcist on Halloween. That was oh, my you Halloween are so movie. Fucking metal man. <laughs> yeah, that was my that was my Halloween movie for myself. Um, and. Uh, and how's that movie, Bo? It's uh, I, if you haven't seen it, Billy Friedkin directed it. Ah, uh, big, 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 big Bill. Yeah, uh, he coming hot off the hills of the French Connection, which yeah. is uh, <laughs> uh, kind of a police procedural. Um, yeah. yeah, it's uh, pretty good. Pretty good. Turns out that guy's not a bad director. Uh, yeah, as it happens. Uh, I, uh, before i give you my bad because it's not so bad let me let me throw this at you because richard had a great line here duncan puts the pump in pumpkin cheesecake and i couldn't agree more <laughs> i for one agree wholeheartedly no um uh so my bad isn't really that bad but it wasn't yeah it wasn't great uh i i caught up to that uh paranormal activity next of kin 
Oh, I've not even. I will watch it before the year's out, but it's so far down the like. I, what I've read is it's not a continuation. It's, it's not, which I like. I like the fact they were like, "Fuck all that Katie Featherstone shit." <laughs> It doesn't make any sense anymore. Ghost Dimension was a piece of trash. Let's just scrap oh, all of that. Ghost Dimension is so bad. <laughs> yeah, and it was so just like, let's, let's scrap all of that nonsense and just do uh, do a different movie with kind of the, the same trappings, right? Like, it's still right. a found footage movie, and we're just going to So it's not even the same demon, though? No, 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 no. Maybe. Oh, right. so, I don't know. I don't remember who, what the name of the demon was. Uh, Jeff. Pazuzu, wasn't it? No, yes. <laughs> Pazuzu. <laughs> um, but uh, it, it, so the, the storyline, uh, which I, I kind of like, is it's uh, a young woman who was adopted, and the only thing that she has of her past is is a video of her mother dropping her off at the hospital, being like, hey, you guys take this fucking kid. I'm gone. And looking kind of nervous. That's the worst parting gift ever to leave an orphan child. Well, I think she got it from the hospital. I don't think, like, the mother was tucking it in the basket. the mother left it. The mother was like, hee, hee, hee. Years of therapy to cure this disc. (laughs) and, And so out of, kind of out of the woodwork, this guy shows up um and says hey it turns out we're related i did this 23 and me thing and yeah. discovered you and you have this whole family that's amish that lives out in the woods and the only reason that i know about you is because i'm on a rumspringa and rumspringa rumspringa <laughs> and uh so if you want to meet your family come to this creepy amish farm in the woods and, i mean how could you see noble right and so the idea is that she she's a, a burgeoning filmmaker and she gets a crew of two other people to follow her out there ostensibly to make a documentary about her reconnecting with her family. Right. And and of course you get to the farm and then creepy shit starts popping off and there is deviltry afoot. Ah. Uh, but I here's here's what I like about it. Even though this is my bad, I, I'm still gonna give you the positives. Uh, yep. What I like about it is the the excuse for it being a found footage movie is real solid. Of like, yeah. this isn't just hey, we're going to set up the baby cam in the room. This is like, oh, we're making a movie. <laughs> yeah, 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 and yeah, we've yeah. got like a, a drone. more traditional. It's a more traditional approach. Very much so, and uh, also that there is a comic relief character in the movie that's genuinely funny. All right, and it's not he's not com- played completely as a goof and i looked the guy up and i can't think of it, it, what the guy's name is now but um he i think he's a ucb veteran uh, All right. yeah. and and so he's got a little bit of improv skill and it's clear that he's got a very he's just very deadpan he's not just the wacky guy he's just yeah he's got kind of a deadpan delivery and um anyway like the characters aren't terrible it's the 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 thing that makes it not great is sort of the problem with a lot of these movies where it's a real slow burn to the end of the movie yeah and then when you get to the end of the movie like the last five minutes i thought were great i just felt like we waited too long to get to those last five minutes and there are a couple of things in particular that um I was like, ah, this is, this is a great opportunity for a scare that you're kind of blowing. Um, but here's the thing that blew my mind as I was kind of researching it a little bit. Uh, Christopher Landon wrote it. 
who did you know freaky and dude he wrote most of those paranormal activity sequels yeah yeah if you look at look up christopher landon on imdb he kind of cut his teeth on like paranormal activity three and four part of that would make sense because that's how blumhouse kind of works as well you know what i mean like you you eventually get enough tread with jason blum that you can finance your own movie yeah so yeah so when i i saw his name and i was like the fuck and but sure enough he's written a bunch of them and uh, yeah so it not a great found footage movie but a totally okay found footage movie yeah Yeah, and and the thing that i got excited about though because i do like the last few minutes of it's got one of those like one of those conclusions where everywhere you point the camera something real fucked up is happening and i always appreciate that uh but (laughs) the other thing i dug about it was this idea of like oh you can just serialize this now where paranormal activity is just the umbrella yeah for, you can put things under yeah like kind of like what carpenter wanted to do with halloween and which except, you might still get now great according to jason blum according to jason blum um he wants to build a halloween 3 universe fantastic i is that <laughs> uh, you know it i i would prefer it to halloween kills and halloween ends or whatever uh, I, would, I, would, I would prefer a lot of things to halloween kills but <laughs> i would i i would prefer rather than trying to i i feel free to use this expression um but i heard someone refer to this as ip fracking of just <laughs> trying to get every last drop of juice you can from a yeah. from an IP, and yeah. I'm way more interested in turning Halloween into an anthology than trying to figure out how to make Michael Myers a villain for eight movies or whatever. Yeah. I just I feel I just feel other people have taken a stab at it. You know what I mean? Already like setting movies on like having having movies because essentially all it is 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 like stories to a Halloween. Which other filmmakers yeah. have done, and I think the, the 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 difficulty with that is, I think the the cynic in me is like, well, you know, he's done these these Halloween movies now, and you know they're grossing a lot of money, and he said he wasn't interested in the Halloween three thing, but he's made a lot of money now, and look at all these people that are moaning about his movie and saying how much they enjoy Halloween three. Well, I'll just do that, and I'm like, yeah, well, I don't know. There's part of me that still feels like you should. I know, I know. I'm being naive here, but I st- part of me still feels like you should want to make a film because you have something to say, as opposed to let's make a movie because it'll make us money. Oh, Duncan! I know naive is what I've been told. Uh, you'll you'll be surprised to make time I went in for an audition and went to a casting couch and found myself doing a little infraglante delicto. Um, so yeah, I All don't right. know. I like to me, I'm just like. Just leave that. Just finish your get Halloween ends out the way. Go off and do your Exorcist stuff that you're going to do a trilogy of. Uh, that's that's uh, watching the Exorcist again. I and knowing that there are three movies coming based on yeah. this film. Yeah, I was like, yeah. this sounds like the dumbest possible idea. Well, look at all the ones that came after Exorcist. Yeah. There's really only one that's good, and that one's a fucking mess. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, Halloween, like, or not Halloween, but Exorcist 3 is good only because you got William Peter Blatty back to yeah. kind of expand the ideas yeah. of But, like, of narratively, narratively speaking, it's a mess. Oh, like, sure. It's, it's, it's a great movie, but it's a messy movie, and yeah, none yeah. of the other ones in that franchise are worth a fuck. Yeah, the Although TV that, show was I, okay. I did, 
I, I did make a. I've still watched the TV show, um, but I, I do remember uh, someone had posted about that new Netflix movie, Hypnotic, mm-hmm. which don't watch. Uh, don't watch if you have watched it. I feel sorry for you. But uh, what I said is uh, when someone was talking about it, I didn't like it. I'll, I'll just put that out. Um, I said that the, the hypnosis science in that movie makes The Exorcist 2 look possible. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's real fucking dumb. Real dumb. Yeah, I've, oh I've heard God. that's not very good. I haven't seen it. It's, not, I, it's, it's like a 90s way... thriller. And it's, it's a shame because Kate Siegel's in it and she's amazing. Um, and she's slumming it through that movie. You know, so. she had Midnight Mass this year. We all had Midnight yeah. Mass this year. Like, we we all got more than we deserved, and yeah, yeah, we yeah. should be uh, pleased with that. But what, what was your uh, <laughs> what was your good on this right, list? I'll give you an option of one of three, then. Um, so we, we can talk about Last Night in Soho, we okay. can talk about Antlers, or we can talk about Dune. So. Um, I I haven't seen Dune. I actually haven't seen any of those movies yet, so let's talk right. about Last Night in Soho. Right, Last Night in Soho is the new movie by Edgar Wright. This uh, was supposed to come out last year, obviously pulled because of COVID. Um, this is his first official full-on horror movie. Mm-hmm. So he's obviously done things like Shaun of the Dead and things which are like, they're, they're horror comedies or horror adjacent or whatnot. This is his first one where he's out now just making, uh, you know, this is, is a movie which I think he described himself as like his most complete vision of a horror movie. Um, and you can you can tell because the without getting all geeky, it's it's heavily influenced from from like Italian jalos. So that's that's rippling all the way through it. Um, I think it's really fucking good. I've seen a lot of people complain about it, and I I understand some of the complaints. I think the ending is a bit. Oh well, we knew that was coming. Like the, the ending, like from from a certain not the reveal. I think the reveal is still relatively a surprise, but the actual ending itself of how everything ties up at the end is fairly rudimentary. You would get that in tons of movies. You also get it in a ton of Italian Jalo movies. But the lead up to it, you have some great performances. Um, I think Anya Taylor Joy continues to show that literally any role she's given in, she's fucking incredible. Um, and she plays like a really wounded character, and she's this. Kind of to set the story, you have a it's set modern times. Uh, we're out in the English countryside. This girl has been accepted to fashion school in London. Um, we find out that she lives with her grandmother. Her mother has committed suicide in the past, and it's revealed that maybe when she went to London, it was too much for her being like a small country girl moving to the city. It was too much for her, and she took her own life. So. Her daughter now lives with the grandmother, has been brought up with her grandmother. She's been accepted into fashion school, which was her mother's dream in London. So she's got this idealised version of what London is like. She listens to music of the 60s. Like everything's like a snapshot of time of what she's interested in. And she goes to London. And London, surprise, surprise, turns to be a little bit too much for her. And... She very quickly moves out of the dorm and moves to a boarding house owned by, and the woman's name escapes me, and I fucking hate myself right now because it's her last role. Uh, famous British actress. Uh, she was Margaret Thatcher. Thrones. No. <laughs> She's in Game of Thrones. She played the evil, uh, no, the evil, uh, what do you call it? The old, uh, the old woman. Diana Rigg? Yes, Diana Rigg. Oh, Diana wow. Riggs. I didn't know she was in it. Okay. It's her final performance. So it was her final performance before she died. So and she's fucking great in it. She's absolutely amazing in it. Uh, but the Diana Rigg owns this boarding house. Um, so Chick moves in. She's sleeping on the top floor. And from the first night she like rents a room and sleeps in the bed, she starts having dreams of 
Anya Taylor Joy's character, who is this, uh, who was trying to be a lounge singer back in the sixties of London. So every time she falls asleep, she becomes her. Um, and it's like the cinematography, the way it's shot, is fucking incredible. I mean, it is absolutely jaw-droppingly beautiful. Uh, performances are great, but um, Anya Taylor Joy. To get her music career off the ground, she uh, enlists a manager, played by Matt Smith, the guy who played Doctor Who, uh, Doctor Who, um, and he is just an evil prick, like just an evil, evil, evil guy who kind of gets her to become a go-go kind of dancer, and then leads her down the road of prostitution. Um, so, what starts off as like these visions that she's getting every night of this, like, someone chasing their dreams in the swinging 60s starts taking a sinister turn and she can't switch it off, and more of that starts to bleed into reality, which then brings the Jallo element out of she now, she's now been a witness to a murder, so to speak, in the past, and she is now trying to solve it via everything that's happening round about. So, in a lot of respects, it would pair really well with Malignant, that came out this year because they both have those trappings of mm -hmm. visions of a murder with the giallo tropins. They would surprisingly pair well. Um, and then it kind of, there's a supernatural element, which we'll not go into. Uh, I thought it was great. I, I genuinely thought it was a great movie. Like I say, I've seen some people decrying it a little bit. It's not, I, my favorite thing I read was, um, was it, uh, uh, this is the least funny Edgar Wright movie ever made. I was like, it's because it's not a comedy. Yeah. Like, it's, like, it's, it's like saying it's Racer's Edge is the least funny Bill Murray movie, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's literally not a comedy. He's, you know, you read it, it says not a comedy. So I thought, like, performances are great, shot beautifully, a bit predictable towards the end, but handles itself really well. It has an element of Del Toro in it as well, uh, which, I, which I really enjoyed, like, some, some of the cinematography. Specifically, the ghost cinematography is really, really cool. And that is as far as I'll go with it. I thought it was great. It's definitely, it's a contender for top 10 for me this year. Don't think it's a contender for top five, but it's certainly in for the discussion. And uh, I, I recommend everyone get a chance to watch it if they can. That's my good. Great. Um, yeah, I, either I'm seeing that tomorrow or Dune, one of the two, and I'm not sure which oh, I'm going to see. Dude, it. Dude. Oh, I know, dude. I know. I look, Everything I've oh. heard about, even the people complaining about it, I'm like, right, that sounds great. Um, Man, so. honestly, I, I've never, I, I can't remember the last time a movie finished and I was just like, and then when I saw it as well, the day I saw it, they greenlit part two. So I was like, oh, thank fuck. Because yeah. it finished, I was like, had they just, had this been it, like the world would have to die. Um, <laughs> it's, yeah, it's like, it's next level. It's, it's like, I think it, it might be the first movie that I'm like, yeah, this is, this is, Big Danny Villeneuve walking into a room and slapping his dick on the table and just telling people to stare at it. That's how confident it is. He makes it look so fucking easy. Like, he makes this movie, which is huge, look so easy. Like, oh, Dune's impossible. Look, oh, look at all, every, all these filmmakers that have tried to make it in the past and all the rest. Villeneuve nails it first, first attempt. First attempt, first run at it. This is how the first part should be. It's fucking great. You're gonna love it. You're yeah. gonna absolutely love it. I'm I'm very excited. So yeah, that that may be what happens tomorrow. Uh before I tell you my good, uh Ramman yes. in the chat saying speaking of Blumhouse, as we were a moment uh -oh. ago, it seems uh -oh. like the, the the slowest race possible between their five nights at Freddy's and Spawn films. Uh, and he, he conjectures that uh, neither film will ever get made. I think that Five Nights at Freddy's is going to happen one way or the other. 
And I think, I think Spawn will happen as yeah. well, but I just don't think Spawn's going to happen with Blumhouse. I think I think uh, Todd McFarlane, from what I've... He recently signed some deal um, that I was reading where he's basically... I think he's re, re-licensed the TV rights to adaptations of his works. And specifically, it was a conversation where he was talking about the progress made on Spawn. So I think one way or another, that movie will come out. I don't think it's going to be very good because I, I don't think they'll ever be able to do what the HBO cartoon did. Which is what they should have just done on film uh, or yeah, in a yeah. TV show. They should just make a spawn TV. Amazon should just buy the rights, flung a shitload of money at it, and just do a mini series of spawn. And that would be fucking great. They certainly hit big with The Boys, which is a, I mean, it's a terrific show yeah. as well. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I love The Boys. Yeah. Um, so I think they should just, that's what's missing. I think it is nigh on impossible to do an interesting spawn movie as a like a hour and 45 minutes two hours because you have to go back through all that origin stuff which takes fucking ages yeah and then the whole idea the whole hierarchy of hell you just can't explain it in that time it's going to be messy and give me the give me the mini show which through flashbacks we get more of his time in hell and all that give me that cast the clown properly this time please <laughs> um it almost sounds like you don't think john leguizamo is perfect for the uh the role of the the evil clown he's he's i don't know i say one of those things where that's a performance that you really have to commit to um and it's either going to work or it's going to be horrible yeah <laughs> and uh his he, one's maybe more on the horribles oh spanny spanny yeah he, uh, he committed you know it he just, did. yeah yeah uh Redman also says the Halloween 3 universe with tom atkins getting drunk and just kicking the asses of iconic horror villains every sequel i you mean I, Tom Atkins is maybe a little too long in the tooth at this point to be an action star. Yeah. But there is a world in which you just, you find, I don't know what the modern equivalent of a Tom Atkins is, but. I don't think we have one at the moment. Yeah. Like the, but the, the, the thing about that is the more you look at that character from Halloween 3, the more you realize he's kind of a scumbag. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's the secret. The secret of Tom Atkins, like the, his character of Night of the Creeps, is a suicidal alcoholic shithead yep. who once upon a time took justice in his own hands. He like, hits a kid at the beginning of the creep show. Right. <laughs> so. Yeah. Like Tom Atkins uh, secretly, Tom Atkins is awesome. Don't, I'm not disputing yep. any of that. I'm just saying that he plays that kind of questionably moral character real well. Yeah. Um, I will say, if ever anyone decides to remake Halloween 3, remove the nipple suck. It's just cringy, man. I don't know what it is about. I fixate on that scene too much. Like, when they when he's getting down and dirty with that woman that's half his age mm-hmm. in that bed, and he just goes straight to the nipple, I'm like, oh, no. Ram Plus, it. he has that moustache. That can't be good. Yeah. Well, you know. <laughs> uh, Rayman also says Aaron Martin presents Spawn. Oh, uh, dude, that would fucking we'll, kill me. Kill we'll me get fucking to it, but this episode is one of the most like grim, dark uh, episodes w- w- we have yet to cover. Oh god, yeah, yeah. He he, like uh, every other episode, there's a point where I'm like that. Well, this is a needlessly like horrible character. So yes, of course they're gonna die. And this episode, he takes maybe the only like when you get the backstory, maybe the only ray of sunshine in this this TV show that we find out. And then fucking kills her. Yeah. And I'm like, what are we doing here? I'm Martin. What uh, are you doing, man? Save it. Save it, Duncan. Uh, all right. So look, my good movie uh, yes. for for this episode 
uh, is I finally caught up to The Deep House. Oh, I've still watched this. Um, and I got to say, I've heard some complaints about it. It totally worked for me. Um, I know very, I'm very little out with the poster where the two divers are swimming down to the buried house. Yeah. So, all right. So, I know. It, it's a, a fairly familiar setup. This is one of those that's all about the execution kinds of things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, the premise is that you have two characters, a guy named Ben. I know that because the the female lead calls his name about 3,000 times in the movie. <laughs> Which is not a, not necessarily a complaint, but it was there was a point where it was like she calls his name a lot, but also where the fuck yeah. has been? Um, it's anyway. like the, you, you, did you did you ever play that? Um, did you ever play Heavy Rain? No, I did not. I, I love Heavy Rain, but there's a scene right at the beginning where I think it's I think it's supposed to be a dream sequence as well, where the main character's son goes missing, who's called Sean, and there's a whole five minute sequence where you're running along a corridor. And you keep you keep being prompt to press the button, and whenever you press the button, it goes Sean, <laughs> Sean, Sean. Five minutes of that, dude. Honestly, five minutes of Sean, 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 Sean. I'll make you want to die. Yeah. So this is, of course, uh, Alexander Bustillo and uh, and Julian Mori, um, the director. That's it, guys. Yeah. All and right. I didn't know that. So Tina is is the girl's name. So. Ben is a a vlogger trying, uh-huh. you know, very again, very stereotypical setup of he's a dude trying to establish uh sort of like a travel kind of vlog All right. where he yeah, yeah. goes to like abandoned and ruined places and um and if it's spooky so much the better like it's not a ghost hunting show or anything but it's like yeah. ah, if we go you know we're we're going to a lot of ruined creepy places and every now and again he'll scare tina for you know goofs and whatnot yeah um so they're going to this place in southern france where uh after world war ii a part of the the village was completely destroyed and so rather than rebuild there the town decided oh we're just gonna make uh like a lock here or something so it, it it's a man oh, right, yeah, yeah yeah and then this dude shows up because uh, and it turns out uh like this dude ben is trying to find a secret spot like again he's trying to get views so he wants to do something off the beaten path but yep. it turns out when they get to this spot like everybody's there having picnics and shit and there's like a food truck and that kind oh, of thing shit. yeah, yeah. And, but there's a, <laughs> a a creepy french dude that's like hey if you want to see the real shit oh yeah i'll take you to a house that is totally untouched like it's not bombed out or anything you can dive and you'll be going through this house like one of the few people who will have ever done this and right, so yeah, yeah. he and his girlfriend then decide to dive down into this house and so the whole idea is, what if a haunted house movie, but underwater? Oh, right. Well, and, that sounds cool. Yeah. And like I said, it's totally about the execution of this because it's them in this house with their little drone that they can kind of guide around to look around the house and whatnot. Yep. And of course, they start seeing ghostly shit. And there are a couple of bodies chained up in a room. That and that kind of thing, and uh, and you know, and shit starts popping off, and then horror movie happens, right? You know, right, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. But the thing I dig about it is that it's very, it uses that premise really well. 
of uh-huh. like what can we do to create some really creepy visuals if that we just see these creepy ghosts floating in the water yeah and that kind of thing and it it worked for me like i was watching it last night you know all the lights were off and shit and it like there were moments where i was like i'm genuinely unnerved right now this is like a lot of the imagery is really unsettling and uh it doesn't go as far as something like an inside yeah uh but you know it's not like I'm an extreme with that though yeah it's not an extreme horror kind of thing it, it it's just like it's just like how do we do a ghost story that's a little bit different and yeah. and the way you do that is to put it all underwater where you also then have a ticking clock of we can't get out and our air is yeah. running out yeah yeah, 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 yeah and yeah. the biggest complaint i have with it is there there's the third act is a little a little sloppy yeah. But but kind of by that point, I was like, eh, I don't care. I find all this to be really fun and creepy, and it, it's a it's a cool take on a horror movie. Yeah. Um, and the the cinematography and everything is fantastic. Like all the underwater stuff <laughs> looks great. Yep. Good so what is this? Is this VOD or? It is. Yeah. It yep. it just landed on VOD here in the states this weekend. So I, my eyes I, peeled. yeah, by all means it, it's, you know, like I said, I, I don't think it is their hardest hitting movie by any stretch. Cause yeah, how yeah, do yeah. how do you recapture something like inside? Well, uh, you guys still never got livid, did you? I don't know that we did. No, nah, like I'm sure, I'm sure I checked this last year and still didn't have an official release date in America, which is just insane. <laughs> Bless <laughs> you. Baby. Thank you. Told you. Got the cold. And it waits for me to make a point, and then it's like, now I will make him sneeze. Um, but yeah, it's um, that's a great movie. That's a great movie that you guys should have had a long time ago. And I want to see it was bought, the rights were bought for it for an American remake, which was never made. Huh. It's just yeah. sat, sat in the shelf. So you actually physically have to import that to see it. Yeah, yeah. I, I have no access to it whatsoever. So yeah, that's a yeah. shame. But yeah, uh, yeah it's a great movie. Yeah, so. Deep House, uh not <laughs> ironically, not terribly deep as a film. <laughs> um but you know, it's it, it's really it, it's an interesting take on on that kind of uh haunted house movie. And there are cool. like weirdly some found footage elements because you're seeing a lot of first person views of the the stuff that they're capturing but it's yeah. not beholden to that just every so often it's like hey yeah fuck that let's give you the wide shot so you can really see what's going on and again some of the the shot compositions are genuinely chilling like it's the oh. kind of stuff where and there's just a wisp of lovecraft not it, like there was no tentacles or anything yeah, yeah, yeah. but just a hint where you're like ah okay i get it you guys um <laughs> i see what you're doing yeah but it, i i thought it was very cool I, w- I was really into the deep house um yeah so i will would, i will add it to the list when when you get the opportunity to check that out you you would do well to do so yeah um, i like them I, I didn't like their i didn't like their leather face movie but everything else i've done I've, I've enjoyed so yeah i'm probably with you i i, I wasn't yeah. crazy about Leatherface, but i i think everything else has been at least okay yeah yeah. um Speaking of something that's not okay, Duncan, <laughs> let's <laughs> let's get to our dark business here. Uh, half only halfway through this season, by the way. How? <sighs> I think we're right, though. 
I, as far as who the killer is, I think we're we're on on track. No, I'm, like I was one hundred percent. I'm 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 now completely committed to the cause. I'm not sure about Angel, but um, yeah, uh, uh, as the original killer. But but then if they made that, I'd be fine with it because yeah, why not? Yeah, but I don't I, think I like I say it's misdirect. I don't think that's what the story's about. You know right? I mean? Yeah. I, yeah. It's, I think it's deliberately trying to. This is him trying to be. Wait for it clever oh uh, so you know what i mean <laughs> like like that way when it was like that what what do you mean they saw through the ren decoy in the previous season oh well i will i will get them with the old focus over here but it's actually over here story um although it does lead us to specifics in this episode which wouldn't make sense out with so we'll need to get to that yeah i i don't know that i noticed anything that like felt totally off off kilter but also yeah. there's a certain point where this episode just hammered me so hard that i lost all hope and logic um, yeah yeah but, this is oh man honestly all right but so of course we start the episode with a flashback because slasher <laughs> 21 years ago yeah <laughs> like what the fuck are we doing now is this when the is this when the apartment building was built uh like <laughs> like which would be the, the only need to jump back 21 years in this story did well not necessarily because we also want to tell this incredibly depressing story of the amy character who is the girl that is dating noah yeah and She's it, the one that hit Kit with the car. Right. And is also constantly doing like VR game testing stuff. Yes. And so she, it it opens with her as a little girl in the backseat of a car while her parents are driving. And as soon as I see this, I'm like, oh shit, they're going to die. Of course. Like yeah. as soon as I saw the, the, the old mobile phone, well, the old car phone thing, I was like, yeah, he's going to take his eyes off the road and they're all going to get smashed. But oh, in in true Aaron Martin fashion so yeah it's amy her parents are in the front seat they get a phone call and the dad answers it and it's like yeah. oh it's your grandmother calling to wish you a happy birthday, <laughs> happy birthday. The, oh. only way they could, the only way they could have made this more like pulling on the heartstrings it's like it's your grandmother on her deathbed wanting right. to wish you a happy birthday you know what i mean it's like that she's calling totally. from the hospital <laughs> This is the last time she's ever going to draw a breath, and she wants to wish uh. you a happy birthday. <laughs> but uh. yeah, like uh, while he's handing the phone back, uh, Amy screams because she can see whatever they're about to hit into, and yeah, they they smash into it. And then, can I just see this little chick, this little actress here, and this little girl that plays young Amy, the best actress we've had in any season of Slasher? Probably so. Yeah, like her grief. Where she's watching her mum die, spitting blood all over her face. Which <laughs> I think Aaron Martin, <laughs> actually, Martin. I think I think he killed her mother to get that reaction. Shot her puppy beside her. Like, <laughs> right, he just squeezed. Snuffles is going to bite it if you don't get this right. I want tears. Yeah, it's like um, that that National Lampoon cover of like <laughs> buy this magazine, we'll shoot this dog. Um, oh man. Uh, so, so yeah, so, so basically, like, our parents die in front of her. Well, okay, the dad dies right away, and the mom doesn't, though. Like, she's, I, I don't think she can see anything. Like, she's real fucked no. up. And she's she like, Amy, yeah. Amy, Eck. Yeah. yeah. And then dies. And then, again, we we go to credits on this poor little girl just weeping. 
Yes. Oh yeah, like like uncontrollable weeping because her mother is mother and father have just died in front of her, and I'm like, right, is this the backstory to set up Amy as a killer? Because I quite like that, you know, that trauma of that thing happening, you know, it's triggered. Because I, I, once again, I give this show far too much fucking credit. In oh, my sure. head, this is how I, this is how I painted it out, right? I thought, once again, Jallo's going on in my head all the time, right? So she has this trauma in the past with her parents and a car crash, right? She hits Kit with the car 20 years later. This triggers the repressed memory. She becomes a druid killer, right? Moving forward. I was like, so I got this wrong. And then as soon as we jump back to her, we spend like three seconds with Amy. I'm like, no, she's not the killer. Like, so why toy with us this way, Aaron Martin? Why, why do this? Why set up this tragic character only to, well, we'll see where it goes, but things, and it gets worse. Like the more I learn about Amy, the more sorry I felt for her as a character. Absolutely. She is surrounded by just the worst possible people. Anyway, yeah. we, we, all right, we'll get to yeah, all that. Yeah, right, right, we'll get to uh, Alan and Chep asking, is Ren the killer this season? If only. That would make yeah. that would make <laughs> it at least more interesting. Anyway, but yeah. All right, so we cut to the school where we're discovering the aftermath of our horny teacher being cut open and yeah. arranged like the dissected frog from the end of the last yeah. episode. And yeah. our sexy M.E. is on the scene. Has she changed her hair color? Because I, I thought she had. I thought she had black hair. I and thought this one she had kind of brownish. Yeah, and and also I don't, I don't know if she was wearing the the tank top in the yeah. last in the last yeah, time we I saw also, her. I also don't think a, med- a medical ME professional can actually go to a crime scene wearing a military tank top. Yeah, seems seems odd. Um, yeah, it seems like it doesn't quite marry up there if you know what i mean that seemed kind of out of place but i love the 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 black lady cop comes in and she's two seconds away from going oh shit yeah (laughs) she has the slowest reaction to piece together i love the fact like how fucked up is this place where this tv show is set right because she walks in a teacher at you know at a school in the area where you've already found the body decapitated Right, and there's a person missing with blood and a percolator that we found what like an hour before. She then rolls into school. There's a dead teacher being dissected here, and then she at that point she's like, "Hmm, wait one second. Did this woman stay in the apartment block that all the other? Could she be? Could this be a connection?" I'm like, "You've got three fucking murders in what the space of four hours in your t- like gruesome fucking murders in your town in the space of four hours." And this is you now only thinking that maybe they're connected. To you, there were three separate incidents where a guy gets his head severed and stuck on a fucking car. A guy goes missing from a coffee shop and it looks to be extanguinated in a, a percolator. And fucking this teacher's had her insides ripped open or, 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 or organs displayed around her. At this point, you're only... It's so dumb, man. It's so fucking... It's needlessly dumb, bro. Well, yeah, because she... She she pieces together like oh this is she lives at the same apartment building yeah that yeah. Noah and uh, Mark Stroganoff did and the me by the way practically rubbing the bean as she describes the fact that this is like oh yeah it was one long clean cut with a scalpel and then he used shears for the ribs and yeah. she was alive at least for some of it 
Yeah, yeah. She's like, she actually, if you know, if she, if the killer thought about it, they could remove organs in a certain order to make sure that she stayed alive longer. And her theory, her her theory is, well, the cop's theory is, so we're talking surgeon, and she's like, eh, an ME could probably do it. Wink, wink. Or uh, a coroner. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're right. But ultimately, she's like, you want someone that deals with, I, if it was me that was guessing, I would say someone who, you know, deals with dead bodies. And then, but the cop then turns around and finds a bit of paper with the dissected frog. And in the back of her, her head, she's thinking, student. And I'm like, no, the woman has just said someone with medical training in the dissection of a body, not someone that cut up a frog. <laughs> What's the difference in the world of slasher? Like, yeah, oh, the- you, you go to a couple of months of frog school, you're ready to kill. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's literally how they pivot that. She's like, yeah, we're talking about someone that, you know, on some level that's had some sort of training. Not like like half a semester learning frog anatomy. It's just so fucking stupid, man. It's just so needlessly dumb. Speaking of needlessly dumb, Duncan, <laughs> we have yet another flashback, uh, which this episode may set a record, which is... This has a lot of flashbacks. It, I'll, a whole, whole lot. Yeah, and so it's a year ago, and... Amy is doing laundry when Kit, our dead guy. This must be the only other set they have for this building, by the way. The amount of laundry that we have been seen. This is the only way neighbors interact in this building is in the laundry room. Oh, we cut back to the laundry room twice in this episode. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's mind-blowing, Duncan. Yeah, so it's uh, Kit basically being like, hey, you want to fuck? And so literally, he walks in the room, right? And she's doing her thing. And he, the first thing he does is he takes his shirt off, does a little flick, you know, peck flick. And um, she she doesn't, like, really seem bothered. So he's like, right, so she's she's not she's not drinking this in. Right, let me let me try my second move. And, uh, yeah, so he basically says to her, like, his, his, his go-to line is, are you a lesbian? Yeah. Because how like, could she resist? The, how can you resist this yeah um and she's like no and he's like all right uh, uh, well it's just like uh, you know i've tried these moves and then he tries more moves and then we get a bit of we get a, i imagine the about the level of depth for kit as a character written here where he describes himself as uh was it bi polyamorous slut machine yeah basically a, he's a walking dick and he's like that i you know i will fuck anything that's what i want to do all i want to do is fuck and what we find is amy is asexual so she has no no sex drive at all no real desire to to have sex she will to please another person but it doesn't gratify her in any way yeah Uh, and so kit's kit's kind of logic here is well we should get together because we can balance each other out you know sleeping with someone like you might mean that I don't care about sex that much. I'm like, that's not how that works. Well, he offers her then a hit off of the joint that he is smoking. <laughs> and in the, <laughs> like, it's like fucking training day, Duncan, because he's, <laughs> <laughs> he, she takes a hit and she's like, oh, wow. He's like, oh, right. I also put a little angel dust on there. <laughs> and like, you, you know, hey. You ever done PCP? I've never done PCP. <laughs> You've done something I haven't done. And you're like, yeah. what the fuck is going on? Well, how do you not tell us up with like pot and angel dust are way different drugs. Uh, not uh, in Kit's world. Right. Because in Kit's world, they're all the same thing. 
Yeah, and and this is essentially what he says is he's like, I whatever gets me fucked up, whether it's you know Oxy or Molly or you know whatever the laundry list of drugs that he yeah uh, laundry he gets. list in the laundry room. Oh, so. well played, <laughs> uh, both Duncan and Aaron Martin for uh, that that combination. That's that's the only credit we're giving him ever, right? <laughs> yeah, the joke that you made. Um, <laughs> yeah, and, that, will, that we assume that he made as well when he was writing that. Yeah, and so he's like, yeah, the the only time that I feel completely satisfied is when I'm totally fucked out of my gourd and getting laid when I'm inside somebody else, and that's when I feel most alive. And Amy's like, well, that's how I feel in VR, not not the sex part, but that I feel safe. It is a place that I can go to and and feel some sense of of belonging and normalcy, and. Uh, kid's like, yeah, I just, I want too much. I'm like, uh, the Dave Matthews band and (laughs) I want too much, too much. And he, he actually says, um, I want to drill holes in everything. But this is, this is the bit that is interesting to me because only Kit and her are there for that conversation. You're right. The, Which I throws the end of this episode into a blender. Yeah. Does it make any sense? I, 100%. I agree with you. Yeah. 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 But this is like, and they, they make sure, like, the thing is, like, the way my brain now works and the subtle, subtleties of this show is when he said that, I was like, oh, like, so she'll die by drill. Yeah, of course. It's such a weird line to say. That and in the back of my head, it was like Chekhov's line delivery. I was like, well, the, you know, this is going to happen somewhere. I didn't realize it was going to happen in this episode, but I was like, right, she's going to die by a drill. Um, I didn't realize it was going to be exactly the way that it went, but yeah, like, they, but they start doing a bit of the flirting, a skirting and a flirting bow, and uh, he's now all about that. Well, let's try this VR thing, you know, um, and whatnot. And then, wouldn't you know it, boyfriend Noah comes in, yeah, and Noah's like fronting like a tough guy and this is fucking hilarious i yeah he he comes in basically to bust it up and yeah. kid is completely non-threatened by uh by but Noah. Look, at Noah, look at the mustache bow of course he is Pick right. him up by his fucking braces and throw him around these i mean come on what are we doing here and kids yeah it's like well maybe i'll see you guys around you ought to come to the solstice party tonight i hear somebody's gonna be, be brutally murdered at the end of it and yeah. then he takes so once off. again so this is all set the same right so once again uh-huh. right so this is the night this is the day that kit got murdered so what's the, the time that like days must go on for forever in the world of slasher which is weird because we found that time goes the other way in slasher and this one it's elongated out because in this one at some point during this day where he's already had his fallout with angel and broke up with angel but you know, stole the drugs anyway um and that day he's also worked his way down to laundry had an interaction with amy which will lead to yeah an affair him buying a vr headset which means, right, so he buys a VR headset on that day. Yeah. On that day, he buys a VR headset, and then later on we'll see a flashback to Noah and uh, Amy having sex and the implication of what this VR headset is doing. So this is all set up. Some point during this day, 
enacted some point during this day <laughs> that's right for the end for the end sequence of what noah does to reveal this to ultimately reveal what happened to amy for the car accident that yes this all happens in a single 24 hour period yeah that is unfucking believable well they pack a lot of living into this <laughs> unreal it's unreal like see as soon as you look like you should come at the, the the you know the solstice party today i was like this is the same day <laughs> also not even sundown the same day you know can't be like can't be. I, I, I get that kit doesn't sleep on account of all the drugs yes but everybody yes. else at some point has to stop and rest you know uh, but it's just it's, it's just how this all it just i can't it can't physically all and, and to me it's just lazy to make this on the same day you know if you want the solstice thing you should you should have them say something like uh you know maybe, maybe i'll see you guys around maybe at that solstice party this weekend something mm-hmm. to make it non you know non-linear to the point that we think it's on the same day because at that point it, it shatters the wall of a reality which was very thin already in this show of making it just does, at that point i'm like well none of this can happen and all, also, if you want to have the events of the present all take place on the same day, that's fine. Yeah. You don't yeah. have to do that for a flashback. It can be like, yeah, like a flashback one year and five days or something. Yeah, Believe it or not, vendettas don't all have to happen with every character on the same day that he dies. Yeah. Like right. a vendetta can start a couple of days before. <laughs> you know what I mean? A month before. A year before, you know, like, it, like you can have it said, but this TV show, Kit has to wrong absolutely everyone in the building on the same day in order to meet them all. Potential red herrings. Yeah, the day of, yeah. So, oh, it's just so dumb. Uh, anyway, so uh, we cut to the laundry room in the present where yep. Dawn shows up to tell oh, God. Amy, who is, again, doing laundry, Dawn uh, has all the information already. This oh. body's only just been found in a secure crime scene, right? Granted by a couple of students, I imagine, when it being told some people, but it's already reached fucking Dawn. Uh, yes. Well, I, I assume she has a police scanner also. She's one of those people that like sits oh, around God. eating frozen dinners and <laughs> listening to what's go- popping off with the police. Uh, yeah. I say that because that's my dream. Is that uh, your dream boat? Yeah, you oh, yeah. I, look, I, I will one day have a police scanner. Don't even worry about it. <laughs> uh, and so, yeah, so um, when Dawn shows up, she's like, oh, yeah, Kaylee got killed. And when Amy is asking about this, she's like, oh, yeah, she got killed. And this is a quote from the show, Duncan. From her titties down to her hoo-ha is yep. the way that she puts it. Yeah. Which is interesting that she uses the word hoo-ha, where in the previous episode she used the term wet pussy. So. Right. Well, you know, she's learning to be... <laughs> and the hour and the hour since that conversation, uh, yeah. she's grown tact. <laughs> well, it, you know, she had the baby, and that really mellowed her out a lot. She, <laughs> she got pregnant, delivered a child has has really oh, cleaned man. up her act but From yeah titties right down to the hoo-ha and dawn tells her like oh the druid is targeting people in this building yeah and she's amy, sure of it right and amy meanwhile is like texting noah again 
And it's just like, well, hey, she's concerned, yeah, because when the police officer got her earlier on, she was like, no one does this. He's did you meet him before? Have you been to his coffee shop? He just does this shit. Um, he's probably a wee sourcing some fucking special goat's cheese to make his new brioche run, you know, rolls better. Like, he does this shit, but now in like this conversation, she's like, uh, actually, let me just check to see if I can find it where Noah's. Just take some, and then Don. Loses that tact and civility that we were talking about two seconds ago, Bo. That just goes right in the bin. She, yeah, she starts inviting Amy on this show that she is going to, like an interview with Dawn, so that she can, like, come clean about, uh, you know, one assumes how she knew Kit and, and the fact that Noah's missing yeah, and all that. And sounds like a riveting interview. Yeah. And Amy's just like, no, <laughs> I, under no circumstance. So she fucks off, leaving Dawn alone yeah, in but the laundry. She kind of she she hints that maybe they'll do something later. And this is the thing when she walks out of the room, Dawn is literally doing this. Yeah. Fingers crossed. This is my big break. Oh, Dawn is the word. I can't believe she's made it this far in the show. Well, this is... How is she still like? We have set up the by the film, the you know the the death footage three episodes ago. Why is Don still alive? It, it's a great question. Other than you know the actress had something in her contract. <laughs> uh, if I come back and do your next season, I demand to be in at least six episodes. Exactly. I'm gonna six episodes or bust. And she, yeah, by the way, just recast them in. By the no, way, I mean, returning for season four, she is in it. Is she? Yeah, Dawn is in season four. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, it's uh, the returning cast of characters. Uh, it's like a James Gunn movie. So <laughs> then we we catch up with Jen and Sadia, presumably our main character of this season. Who, yeah, who they, they're both home from school now, obviously, yeah. because in the previous episode we saw the "Would you like to stay over?" Already oh, is my mum. Oh, look how crazy she is! She wants you to burn. Um, so they're in what I think might be Sadia's house. Yeah, I think it's her apartment, and they're kind of looking out the window when the detective yeah. shows up. Yeah. And <laughs> I'm too old for this shit. Right. I'm ret- I'm supposed to retire at 7 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> and then uh <laughs> Time moves so slow in this series of slasher that you start like you you start as a rookie. In the police department at 8 a.m. and you retire at 7 p.m. Yeah, after filling, <laughs> we fill pension. Her, yeah, her junior detective that she's training on the job during this day, yeah. he's got to be promoted to full detective by the end of it. It's, it really is seven when you think about it. Oh yeah, 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 for sure. <laughs> um, have you ever seen anything like this before? <laughs> Never. Um, Never. So. <laughs> She shows up, uh, um, and Jen and Sadia are talking about who this druid killer ought to, could possibly be. And yeah. Jen's like, "Oh, it's probably Cassidy because I killed her." Oops. I mean, well, like she says, she, they're talking about the dead teacher, and Sadia's like, "That I can't believe they did something." She was such a nice teacher, and like Jen's like, "Well, was she? She was a bit of a bitch to me. I mean, I'm not speaking ill of the dead, but she wasn't as nice as everyone made her." And it's like, "Oh." Duncan's uh, Duncan's theory has uh, what would we say has some legs. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, you're definitely the killer, and you're right. Like she's pu- co- constantly pushing it on 
Cassidy, but then she's missing. So once again, leads into the she knows that she's missing. We can get that as a as a target for as much as possible away for for Sadia, so she's not focusing on our best friend. Oh, like for that. sure. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's all it's all pish, right? It's, it's all rubbish. But that's that's. But I love the the cops. The cop has driven out to the apartment block to write the names of the people that are tenants there. She's a police officer. Mm-hmm. She has access to a computer mm-hmm. that will give us those answers. She didn't have to go. She didn't have to leave the school. She could have just done it there. She could have phoned someone. But how is I this mean, next scene going to happen, Duncan? Well, if she's yeah, not at the apartment course. building. Where she she diligently knocks on every door in the apartment. Oh no, she doesn't. Right. She knocks on one door and breaks up a fight. That is it. And then she fucks off. She yeah. knocks on not one door after that. What is the purpose of this next scene? Uh, well, all right. So there's a brief moment where we see Amy get a text, presumably from Noah. Yes. Saying to meet her in 30 minutes at a place called Gamers with a Z. That's how you know somebody plays video games is they have extreme spelling, like using a Z yeah. instead of an S. Yeah, we'll get to this scene as well. Yeah. Somehow a killer manages to bring in a dead body and then just display him in there and then fuck off. Yeah, uh, it, presumably the owner of Gamers is now a prime suspect. Uh, I would have thought so, Bo. I would have thought they might be the killer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, wait, when did Jen and Connor get ownership of Gamers? <laughs> Although we will talk about the owner of a certain establishment in this episode, because Cameo. Oh, did you notice this? I did not. Uh, uh, well, the the owner of the VR place. Yeah, is Adam McDonald, the director. Oh well, terrific. There you go. Um, yeah, like, so he's Hitchcocked himself into this. Yeah, he's well, cocked himself into it, boys. What he's done, he's cocked himself into it. Yeah, he's cocked. All right. Um, <laughs> So yeah, so our detective shows up uh, to ask around to see if anyone might have had a grudge against this teacher. Is asking the students, by the way. Yeah. It's just like, so Sadia, you ever, you ever hear anyone <laughs> with a grudge against this horny teacher? Yeah. You, uh, you ever dance with the devil in the pale moonlight? Yeah. And Sadia is like asking questions. <laughs> yeah, it's Sadia is like, well, I, the only thing, uh, the only person I've ever heard anyone kind of speak ill about is this guy, Mister Dixon, who was Mark Stroganoff, who, yeah. and and what I heard was that he could get cars for you, but he was kind of dealing with shady people. Yeah, yeah. And then Sheriff Dan staggers out into the hallway, which fucking <laughs> fucking. Listen, God damn it! Well, you gonna start knocking on doors looking for my little girl? She's missing, yeah. God damn it! And the detective kind of perks up and is like, "You say uh, little girl's missing," and yeah. <laughs> and Sadi is like, "Oh yeah, she was missing when uh, I took the exam too." And that's where yeah. Jen steps well, in. We, I love this bit because, like, like Sadia fills in information here because Sadia is the one that told. Lieutenant Dan, uh, like, told him that Cassidy was missing. Yeah. And he's just like, shut up, goddammit. Yeah, I'm like, need... what the fuck is, like... <laughs> Racism is ugly, Duncan. You you don't even, <laughs> don't even listen to people helping you find your daughter. <laughs> and, and Jed kind of steps in the hallway and is like, no, 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 no. Cassidy was missing 
because she yeah. attacks Sadia in the hallway and doesn't want to get expelled, so she fucked off. And yeah. Sheriff Dan has one of my favorite lines of the episode where he just goes, "That's fucking bullshit, goddammit. <laughs> Which is what I was thinking as well. Yeah, um, I was like, "Don't give me, don't, don't meet this man my thoughts in this TV show. I don't want my thoughts coming at this man's mouth." But yeah, like, like she instantly like lays down the, you know, you know, what's red herring alibi. Yeah. Like, oh, she clearly is like has run away because she doesn't want to get in trouble. But maybe she's a killer though. We're like, we we know she's not. We've seen her on the fucking ceiling boards. Come yeah. on. At least they put this to bed, thank fuck. Yes, but way too late. Like, you know. Oh, God, yeah. It's like right at the end. So so Angel comes out in the hallway Yeah, just to get in the mix on this one. Is like, well, he's probably committing hate crimes or something. Yeah, Angel comes out and what's his tits? The, the Don's man. Angel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but who's the guy? Oh, Joe. Right, right, right. Yeah, so Joe's behind them, though, from his apartment. Yeah. So Joe's just went back to... Well, the last time we saw them, they were like... like Joe was like, never come near me again. I don't want to fucking know you. I don't want to eat... Like, like, all the rest. But now they're back in the (laughs) scene. It's a lover's spat, Duncan. Uh, These things, uh, it blows up for a second, and then it's fine. It's totally fine. Um, It just is maddening, man, honestly. So then, Duncan. Yes. Um, sheriff. Uh, by the way, the detective kind of strong arm Sheriff Dan oh, gets everybody out of the like hallway, a, like a jujitsu lock or something. Yeah, and then uh, tells everybody to go back inside, and then uh, she starts asking uh, Sheriff Dan, like, "Can you tell me if your daughter Cassidy was hanging around with anyone new, someone who yeah. I don't know had knives?" And uh, so we cut away from that, you know, questioning to yeah. get to Amy showing up at this gamer's place. Yes. And she sees Noah with her back to her in a chair. Yeah. And it's a total psycho move where, like, she spins him around and is, you know, he's got a fucked up mouth and is ensanguinated and all that stuff. Yeah. And so you know as good a time as any duncan for a flashback well i think we need a flashback i think we do because at the moment all we're thinking is oh no noah's dead i wonder how close their relationship actually was and then it's like that well let's tell us how close this relationship actually was and once again make amy out to be the most tragic character in and fucking slasher history man honestly but also because this is the least subtle show in the history of television. Yeah. When we cut to them, Noah is like making some moves on her while Wait, Amy. So no one knows. Yeah. Like she's reading an article. What it is to be asexual. Right. So Googling what, a- it is, <laughs> what, what it is to not want to fuck is what yeah. she's reading. And presumably right there. This is the bit that kind of confused me. They're, they're boyfriend, girlfriend. Like this has clearly come up before. You would think, and is God, it's I don't know, right? Everything about this is repulsive because he, all right, so he starts going down on her, yeah. But when she doesn't respond, he gives up, he's just like, uh, you know, what because she'll never respond, and that should be something that's happened every single time you've done this, Noah. And he says, uh, hey, how about a little less, a little less FaceTime, a little more below the waist time is his line i hate this guy i'm glad that he's dead 
Yeah, right. Like, I don't know why we're watching anything he says or does because you're right. Like, he's dead yeah. and we're all the better for it. But and also, has that line ever worked? Oh, I mean, for me, all the time. A, a, a little, like, you would, like, you would not cringe to see your partner a little less FaceTime if she was looking at her phone and a little bit below the waist type. I mean, as if anyone on this show has any sense of shame or <laughs> de- it's decency. Not a, it's just not an it's not a line one human being would ever say to another to initiate sex. What was uh swipe right if they curve right? Is it what that oh, happened God. last it's episode? Too, it's two steps away from saying get your gums from my plums. You know what I mean? It's like it's, it has all the tact and subtlety <laughs> and also the hit rate as well. So you know what I mean? It's just it doesn't it's it's not a line that would ever work on a woman especially someone who is asexual let's let's let you know you know what will really turn her on and make her want to be like in bed with me uh is like funny puns i don't know it's just rot as pattern is rotten yeah yeah he is not great at the pillow talk no Um, no 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 and so she decides like all right i can let's try to make this work so I'm going to wear selfless character in this TV show. She doesn't want to, but she's like, you know what? Fucking let's, let's, let's try. Yeah. So I'm going to basically put on this (laughs) VR headset where I feel comfortable or it gets me off or whatever. And then I'm going to give you a little tug under the sheets and get get the motor started. And Noah stupidly is like, wait, 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 hold on just a second. And she's like, don't you think this is kind of kinky? Yeah. And then, like, sucks the fingers that she was using to to rub this dude off. Yeah. And trying to get him revved up. Yeah. And he's like, well, all right, let's give it a shot. And she's like. A, a, a fucking, a, a squad of riot police would have to stop me inserting my penis in her. Like, honestly, like, like as soon as there's a possibility of sex, she can wear whatever. She could come in in a full fucking suit of armor. I would still... <laughs> I'm still down to clown. Like this guy going, oh, wait a second. The headset's a bit off-putting. What the fuck? <laughs> well, he says, oh, it's like a little robot. And she goes, that's right. I'm your dirty little sex robot. And it's like, we're down. <laughs> Let's do this. Yeah. And so they get into it. He comes. Really quick. Yeah. She rolls off of him with the headset still on. Yeah. And he's like making a move on her. And she's like, I don't need it. Like you, you yeah. came we're cool yeah and he might be the most selfless woman that has ever existed dude you know i mean then comes a line even worse than the the waist up thing oh yeah or the waist time (laughs) oh it's it's the fucking worst he says hey what's up c3 you look a little po'd and i was like you you need to dig this guy up and kill him again yeah I, I the hate... worst thing that happened to this guy was he was made into coffee. That seems like he got lit off light. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's too good for him. And so, and then Noah starts accusing her of like, "Well, you're just thinking about Kit." Yes, and now, this is only just a conversation that they had, what earlier in the day. Yeah, in the laundry room. Uh, one presumes an hour ago. Yeah, maybe even if that. And but Kit has somehow managed to in that hour get out there, program a VR headset, and we'll get into it. But what are we doing here, boy? Well, and then he 
he's like, well, let me look at what you're looking at then and takes her VR headset. And do we ever get to see what she's looking no, at? Wh- wh- whatever it is traumatizes the ever loving fucker. Yeah. He's like, what and is this sick shit? Yeah. I don't think we'll ever get to see it. I, uh, you're probably right, but I'm like, yeah. well, I mean, whatever it is, dude, like if that's as, what as she's-, long as she's happy, you know what I mean? Like, it's not about you. It's about her. If she's happy. Right. He's closed. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean, what we're doing? And he's, uh. he's like, you're so sick. Is this what gets you off? And she's like, I never get off. Yeah. Nothing gets me off. But then he acts like this is news to him. And I'm like, this is not news to you because you're in a relationship with her. So this has come up before. Well, he kind of acts like, wait a second, you've come, right? And she's like, no, I never have. And it's like, well, you would have known. You would have known. It's just so, it's just idiotic. Yeah, uh, it's the worst. But you're like, she wouldn't think, she doesn't come across as a character who would be disingenuous in any conversation. She seems very matter of fact, very blunt and to the point. So one of the reasons I kind of like her as a character, yeah. like um, she was a character that did remember that went to court. She said yeah. that she could have got lit off for that car accident, but she went through. This is why she's the most wholesome character that's ever existed on Slasher, right? Like she even put herself forward to go through the judicial process for an accidental. The judicial system. Uh, you know, like she went through this. So she is like clearly the most selfless character that has ever existed on television, right? Like we should we should be calling her Saint Amy. That's what I'm saying. And, yeah. like, and, and he's like, so you've never ever. And hey, also kind of so what if she's yeah. thinking about Kit and fucking you? Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. like we've all had those moments where you're you're having sex with somebody and you're thinking about something else that turns you on. Yeah. Yep. Because that's just sometimes how you get off. And podcast editing every single time. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, right. When you flatten out that that, that background noise curve. Oh, oh. God, oh, mate. oh are you over. kidding me? Uh, <laughs> e- editing out those breaths and ums. Yeah. Press that normalize button. Oh, but <laughs> like, it's just, you know, I look, this is not the relationship podcast that I normally do, Duncan. But no. Um, <laughs> But at the same time, like what we're talking about, I think is hitting on a more universal truth, which oh, God, is yes, which is just that, like, hey, if you're in a relationship with somebody, then whatever it is that makes the sex better for either of you, you yep. kind of do that sometimes, yes. sometimes whether you like it or not, because yes. you care about the other person. And this is just Noah being completely selfish, where it's like, not only do I want a nut. But I want to make sure that I'm the only person you ever think about during sex. Yeah, that's yep. fucking crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it, I hate, I hate that. I hate this. I actually wish we could see him be prison raped, like we did it. Like I'd like somebody to dig up his corpse and prison rape him. Let's get Big Glenn back in just to do that for us. We need a super cut of of this of this character being prison raped. Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, so we leave that nonsense to uh, go to Dawn, who runs into Angel in the hallways back in the present oh, this day. This conversation is just what are we doing? Yeah, we don't have to linger here too long. It's a whole lot of like, 
Uh, your the, man's with me. He's happy with me. By the way, your followers aren't followers. You paid for them. I know it because he tells me everything when he's in my bed at night. The literally all as the best part of it for me is when he says, uh, "We." Not only did he tell me that, we talk about it and laugh. Yeah, that's yeah. raw. I like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's good. It's good. But, and but then, yeah, so basically, that's it's a non it's a non event yeah. with. Angel says that if he was a killer, he would kill her. Presumably setting up the Angel's the killer when yeah. Dawn dies later on. So back to gamers <laughs> where where our detective is interviewing Amy about like, yeah. well, do you know anyone that would hurt Noah? I'm really looking for any lead at all here. And <laughs> she's literally like, just solve this case for me. Please. Yeah. <laughs> she, and she says like well let me ask you this what were you doing a year ago tonight is there perhaps a flashback that you could <laughs> can, can we get a flashback can, can we trigger up i don't know what the budget is alan can we get a flashback to film this scene in? yeah it so, must be really easy to write this show by the way because whenever you get like how do we end the scene flashback obviously <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's like james brown like can i get a flashback <laughs> It's like it doesn't matter if the conversation feels like it's went anywhere or concluded anywhere or resolved anything at all. You have a get out of jail free card at the end of every conversation in this show because you can just do flashback. Yeah. So is it narratively satisfying? Does it need to be flashback? Sure enough, we go to a year ago where Noah is somehow knows that there's a key over. Uh, is it Angel's I think, apartment? I think, yeah, or, I think this is supposed to when be, they're living is, together. Yeah, yeah. So I think this is supposed to be um, like him being all like, oh, a dipshit would leave his key up here. This is how fucking stupid kit is. His key's left up here because he he does a real kind of, of course it'd be up there sort of thing. And he goes into the apartment, which is by the way just like the set from a Michael Mann movie. It's just all neon, <laughs> fucking neon everywhere. It's a Nicholas um, winding ref and fuck pit. <laughs> An NWR fuck pit. Amazing. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it goes through, it basically starts rummaging through things, but there's a prominence to this because in the opening scene of this season, the slasher, we saw that when Kit got to a door, he reached up for a key that wasn't there. So this is all happening during the murder. So we know that Noah didn't do it. Did we ever suspect Noah did it? No. Um, no. So Noah didn't do it, but Noah was also in the room with the key with the door locked. Yeah. So, so he's hunting around for evidence. I assume that Amy and Kit are fucking. Yeah, and that and, they somehow fucked in the one hour between them having laundry and then being in bed together. Yeah, and he finds... Yeah, Amy disappeared for that fuck session with Kit. Well, <laughs> like, yeah. It's just so stupid. It's just so stupid. He finds a pretty wicked vibrator. Yep. Um, With a lot of moving parts. I really admire it. And Yeah. And then he finds a VR headset that presumably Kit bought that day. Yep. And then is Amazon Prime, bro. I mean, same day delivery. Sure, I guess. Also that, also that vibrator kind of looked like the. If you've ever seen the movie The Watchmen, you know when uh, Doctor Manhattan goes to the moon and then builds that temple of spiraling cogs and like uh, that's basically what the vibrator is like. Yeah, it's got all the moving parts. is like, hey, fuck, it's got the little. Like, it's the, got the rabbit on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like, did NASA build this? I mean, <laughs> what the fuck they, they did here? They should have sent a poet. <laughs> 
<laughs> My God, it's full of cum. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And a VR headset, and from this, he extrapolates. Well, they're fucking. I suppose, but it's like, well, then such a dick. Bro. Then, brother, get yourself a vibrator and go to town on Amy. You like, yeah, get yourself a vibrator, get yourself a VR headset, uh huh, and do a lawn a lawnmower man sesh with her in cyberspace. Let's right, just let's get down and do it. The, once again. Like the the uh, a slight tweak to the universal rule of Duncan and Bo come correct being you, yeah. you should be fucking yeah you should be fucking in VR you, you know if everywhere. that's anywhere you can if that is where Amy prefers it just be yeah, like yeah. like this whole problem goes away if he's just like I don't know baby what what makes you happy and I'll do that yeah 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 well, well listen listen I'm here to please you yeah how can I please you right. it's as simple as that yeah. What yeah, what so would like, get you all? And I, let us let's do that. Yeah. Well, here's the here's the thing, right? So he sees he finds a VR headset, finds a vibrator, uh, puts three and three together, and comes up with a hundred. Yeah. Um, and then he hears the banging at the door. His kids trying to desperately let me in, let me in. Let he goes over, looks through the peephole, sees Kit get stabbed by the druid, and ends like, yeah, yeah. And well, and just a vibrator does it. and a headset. It's a vibrator and a headset. That's literally all you found. Yeah, and yeah. he just watches through this people as, as Kit gets savagely stabbed by this killer and doesn't <laughs> let him in. I forgot how many times Kit, Kit gets stabbed before he dies. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's a real OJ. It's, yeah, it's like the end of, it's like the end of, uh, I think we've already used this as a comparison. It's like the end of Murder on the Orient Express when they all have a stab. Yeah. You know I mean, <laughs> it's everybody is the druid. <laughs> <laughs> which is what he should have just done you know what i mean he should have just done that yeah and but, that's why tensions one year on in the apartment block are so frayed as everyone in the apartment block that was privy to this killing that all took a shot at it <laughs> you know like yeah. have, have you know the, the tensions have been frayed because they can't keep it all together that's what he should i would have respected that more I would have been like, Aunt Martin has read some Agatha Christie. I respect you, Aunt Martin, but no, 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 no. That's too, that's too easy. It's too literary. Yeah. <laughs> too uh, many words. <laughs> so, yeah, right. So we cut back to the present, Duncan, and there is a cop uh, in Amy's apartment taking her PC away. And she's like, whoa, 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 what are you doing? Yeah, that's why my... are you taking the PC away? Like, why? Like, why? Like, one, the murder didn't happen in that house. Yeah. It didn't happen in that apartment. It happened in his workplace. So I, two, you show up, and the first thing you do is, we're just going to take this PC tower because presumably Amy's murder plans are stored on there. Right, she's got it in a folder called uh, If I Did It by Amy. <laughs> <laughs> and while the detective is questioning her, she gets a text from presumably her job with yeah, a see, link. What the fuck? Yeah. They're like that. Get, get this tested because we are paying you. Right. And, and she's like, I need to test this. Dude, and the cops just let her go. The cops are like, well, yeah, go and do your day job. We've got this PC tower. That's all we need. Well, in fairness, well, not in fairness, but the no fairness, the, the, the main detective tells the junior detective, like, 
be sure that she's going to an internet cafe and not to a motor house or whatever. Yeah, but like she could be going to an internet cafe to speak to her accomplice. I mean, I don't understand why we're just letting it. But no, turns out the internet cafe run and operated by our main man, the director of this season. So and he plays a nondescript forgettable role. Yeah, it's just a dude behind a counter. And uh, yeah, so uh, she ends up jacking in once she gets this to is this the joint funniest shit this is the funniest shit ever because like presumably if our killers are identified as who we think the killers are not only do they have a working knowledge of human dissection but also how to create a virtual reality experience in the space of two hours yeah <laughs> well, yeah it's a total first person video of noah getting got and amy's of course like just blubbering as she's watching this and oh man just like she was as a kid when our, our parents died i'm like what are we doing to this character someone yeah. save her someone save her please but all right so here's where amy acts completely inextricably yes yes where instead of immediately calling the police to be like look at what the fuck i just got sent i have first person footage of him dying maybe right. there's a clue in here that solves the case Instead, this she gets scared, jump scared by the guy Adam McDonald, <laughs> yep. director of the episode. Yeah, um, like putting her his hand on her shoulder, and she does a real hype, and <laughs> and takes off the headset. And he's like, "Hey, what you're playing looks pretty scary. Can I get a look?" And she's like, "Uh, no, it's a beta test. I can't let yep. you l look at anything. I'd physically make him watch it." Because he would never ask to watch another VR video again. <laughs> like, this is, I paid for this space. This is my fucking time. You are the proprietor. Fuck off. Oh, you want to be nosy, do you? Right. Here's Noah getting <laughs> bludgeoned to death and having a fucking coffee fucking jar shoved in his mouth and then poured with hot water down there. How do you like some, some hot coffee? You want some... Ah, ah. Well, Evil Dead 3 there. <laughs> Who's laughing now? <laughs> <laughs> all right so to take a, a mild step back a, a quick scene that we we skipped over but just to for a the flashback? sake it's not a flashback it was in the <laughs> oh, present well. actually She's probably talking about it then it's uh renee who is oh, dude. <laughs> just losing her fucking mind about how yeah. the whole apartment is cursed. like cursed yeah and she the detective is there questioning her. renee's like we're all fucked. You're fucked too because you're yep. here. And she yep. says, he's here. He's coming for the rest of us. Yep. And the detective is just like, I'm afraid you might be what scientists call bananas. <laughs> and <laughs> we look at a notepad and she's just drawing a bunch of bananas <laughs> right. instead of taking notes. It's like the Looney Tunes where she does, does, the, does the like screw plus ball. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and. As she's having this old-fashioned freak out about this, yeah. uh, Connor comes out and is like, "What are you doing? She's crazy. <laughs> you can't, you can't question her like this. If you want to question somebody, go talk to Sheriff Dan the Racist and Dawn the Weird Vlogger." Yeah, yeah. Well, cause let's let's turn attention onto them, uh, you know, and away from me, a potential right. killer who then instantly gives away his motive for the whole thing. He's like, "That you know, I wished everyone had you know cared as much." about what happened to my mother who set herself on fire one year ago out in the 
the car park lot, which might be the motive for the killings in this show. Um, dun, you know, dun, like, dun. But he says that, and she like to the police woman's credit, she says, you know, I'm really sorry that you, you know, you went through that event. He's like, yeah, whatever. You know, I'm a killer. Uh, right, bye, 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 bye. Yeah, um, time for a flashback, yeah, Duncan. Yeah, let's flashback. With, let's, we got two in a row. There's yeah. a flashback <laughs> to Noah um, where he, after Kit staggers away, yeah. um, steps out the door and te- immediately texts Amy and is like, I know you were fucking Kit. Yeah. You fucked my wife. You fucked my wife. And like, so like, <laughs> like totally. So he, say, like, <laughs> so he like, says on that, like, so he's jumped to like the next level and she is she's not having a great day she's driving back in her car it's you know it's been a long night where's she been we don't know we never set that up but we don't need to set that up we know that she just wasn't there and she's driving back and she's texting and driving which not a good thing it's probably mm. why she put herself forward for the crime the like, guilt of all that texting yeah, yeah. and driving I, th- I think i think so i think so but also once again how how interesting that like we get Aaron martin's like kind of link back to first car accident involved a phone this car accident involves a phone synchronicity bow it's bookending the uh, story arc almost as if the entire season was about how phones fuck people up it's literally what i thought when we had that flashback to 21 years ago i was like oh like yeah mobiles weren't around then so we'll just use a car phone yeah it's just so fucking anyway right so she's texting back and forth and he starts saying things like well i know you slept with him he's just no i'll never sleep with you because i love you and he's like that he's like well you know he's he's gonna get what's coming to him he's gonna die tonight and she's like oh what have you done what have you done and then boom right into him kills him yeah absolutely uh just rolls over him (laughs) And then we cut back to the present where Amy is jacks back in to see more of yeah. this murder. Yep. And we kind of cut back and forth between that and her texting and driving and then her thinking like, oh, Noah did something to Kit. Yeah. And that's, you know, when, when she yeah. not only hits Kit, but also has a flashback to the accident went from when she was a kid. I and- mean, that must be... <laughs> you you know you know you're writing fucking tv gold when you can pull off an inception flashback in this tv show well a flashback with an accident that then has a flashback bro yeah it's you know he was sitting patting himself on the back getting a round of applause from the writers room people saying this is hot shit and he's like i know i know this is the one it's this is netflix money we're spending now guys netflix money it's peak slasher (laughs) If you can yeah. do a, a flashback <laughs> within a flashback to have a decent character have something terrible happen to them. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah, yeah. 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 You know, this yeah. is the, the, the apex of slasher. This is what we'll be up to. This is the, this is the best it's ever going to get. This is the lofty highs, bro. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I guess. Um, and so she rips off this VR headset, once more doesn't contact police or anything. No, no, no. She but just... that police officer was outside. Remember Taylor or so I'm sure he saw her running out traumatized and would do something about it. Uh, turns out oh. not so much because oh. they, they've peeled off of the, uh, stakeout of Amy to go yeah. back to the school and the, de- the detective, uh, detective, the main detective is telling the junior detective, all right, we're doing a house by house search for Cassidy. I want you to search in every house, outhouse. Uh, yeah. 
Our fugitive's name is Dr. Richard Kimball. Go get him. And the detective is like, we already did this shit. And she's like, no, look for any place that could be a piece of a body. Yeah. And he's like, so everything? Okay. Yeah, let's let that what that's what that means to me is absolutely everything needs to be searched. Like, yeah. But then I'm also part of me is thinking if the police did a search earlier on, why was not everything searched? You know, these aren't a, great we police. Missing, we, yeah, we have a missing child here and a murdered body of a teacher in this school. Everything gets searched for the murder weapon. Well, <laughs> you know, eventually. And yeah. so the the detective, uh, the main detective goes and checks out the theater department because yep. uh, she's a little bit of a theater nerd. And yep. it's a bunch of heads and wigs on shelves and stuff just to be creepy and we get yep. a, a, a background shot of somebody moving and she like whips around and is like all right anyone there yeah. i'm i'm a police officer <laughs> and then nobody answers so she just leaves like oh um, yeah because there's not, nothing happening there um and turns out she finds the body of casting really really quick yeah, yeah, yeah. She she just goes to the bathroom and finds Emma Notbert's body in the vents. Yeah, and she's like, like it started it started to melt through the grate. Apparently. Yeah, um, and yeah, so her body's finally found. Thank fuck. Right, um, and she gives it a good. The druid's got the upper hand. Lock down the school. <laughs> Stole that. Uh, so yeah, so that's kind of where we leave them. That's yeah, them being parked away at the side. And so then let's go back to Amy. Yeah. who is hanging out in the bathtub after again not telling cops anything and yeah. she's got uh, a straight razor and she starts to cut up her arm which of course yes. is the way to do it but oh yeah uh i mean if you're serious but if you're gonna do it that's how you do it so but then she, she starts yeah yeah she stops because she's like you know, she doesn't really want to die. She's just a, a terribly damaged, traumatized person. Yeah, she doesn't know how to deal with her emotions. So. Right. So she tosses the razor away. Yeah. And then she hears somebody moving around after she gets out of the bath and she's laying in bed. And when she hears somebody moving, she says, Noah, even though she knows that he's, he's dead. But, you yeah. know, what are you going to do? You're traumatized. And then the druid pops out. With a from drill. behind the curtains, yeah, this is like he's behind these see-through white curtains, the like netted curtains, and he's like, <laughs> it's like a scene from Scary Movie where he's like that. I could be anywhere in the house. I'm like the wind, <laughs> and you can see the little feet like hanging out. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's literally like, but yeah, runs across, pins her down, gets a drill, drills her right through the forehead. The most tragic character. Yeah. In the history of this, who just can't connect with anyone, um, that's real, uh, gets this drilled through her head, paying homage to a conversation, or recalling, sorry, a conversation that happened at the beginning of this episode between Kit and her that no one else would have known. Yeah. yeah. Bullshit it's is what I'm calling on this one. Bull to the shit bull. And the, the only way this would ever make sense is if we do some bullshit like, you know, in the at the end of the season when they reveal reveal the killers, that you get yeah. a moment of like, oh, it turns out that Connor was on the stairs and overheard yes, all this they or will something. Physically, have to do that, yeah, which is a dumb reveal. Or it turns out that Kit's not dead after all, or something. But that see doesn't make sense either. See, see, it, see if Kit, see if Kit, 
See if this show makes Kit the Killer. Like, I'm, I'm, we're not doing season four. Like, <laughs> not all doing, right, like, all right. Cronenberg or not, if Kit is the killer at the end of this one, we are out. We're done. We're not doing it anymore. All I right. can't do it. I can't do it, man, honestly. Like, it's, it's just such a... I know why it's... Right, I understand the mechanism that you've done here. It's this... It, it's, uh, there is a kind of weird poignancy to this death, even though it's a character that has earned none of the scorn that she's getting. Once again, a stark reminder why... I don't think Iron Man understands what a slasher movie, the mechanics of a slasher movie, actually are, right? Because any any slasher movie that you've ever watched, the Amy character wouldn't die. Yeah. Uh, Boomer in the chat, by the way, saying uh, that... Uh, season four is actually pretty good, much better than than these. He's seen all these, and you know has promised not to spoil anything. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, I mean, it would take a it would take something really fucking special to be worse than what we're watching right now. So I would imagine it is going to be better, but is it going to be good? Because yeah. the, the standard is so low now for this TV show that even like hot fucking garbage is going to. It's going to be a pleasant taste experience. All right. You know so, what I mean? I, uh, all right. So, I've not changed my opinion. And my theory still is we have two killers. It's the brother and sister combo um, of Connor and his sister. I still don't. I, I mean, angels are best guess for who killed um, Kit at the moment. I, I still don't. That doesn't sit right with me, but at the moment, I don't care. Um, but that's that's where I'm leading. All right, so to to finish this out, quick catch up on yep. a brief scene with Renee again where she hears sirens headed towards uh, the school. Yeah. Just to have her say yet again, the druid's not going to stop until everyone's dead and Connor and Jen being like, hee hee. Um, yeah. And then Sadia later is with Jen and Connor texting her parents on Jen's phone to say yeah. like hey i passed the exam i'm about to go to the mall for a battery for the phone that i lost um yeah, yeah. and connor says well i'm gonna go get weed for the party yeah and jen's like well i'm not gonna stick around either so sadia why don't you come with us and we'll go, they we'll literally go to the party. say that it's not safe for you to be by yourself you should come with us and i was like all right so we're setting things up now but yeah. this is only episode five Three episodes, there's four episodes left. Right, right. We are officially at the halfway point, and I guess the party is going to, uh, who knows, who knows. The party is going to be like seven episodes, because that's how time works in Slasher Season 3. Ah, <laughs> um, oh, man, that's show. Uh, so, they take off, and then the camera pushes up to Amy's apartment, where we yeah. see that she is lying dead in the bath, and then because we just have to twist the knife on this character. We cut back for no good reason. None to, at all. To this little girl 20 years ago walking away from the car accident that killed her parents with blood streaming down yeah. her face. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Weeping because yeah. it's an episode of Slash. Yeah. Yeah. It is just awful. the worst. It's awful. Is all the guy doesn't understand tone at all. He, I, I don't think he under. But I would like, but part of me thinks that at the end of this, someone, if anyone in the industry ever finds it, like, can you get me and Bo a meeting with Aaron Martin so I can find out who who damaged him as a child? 
Right. Like I, I physically need to know why he, he just, it's just it is unrepentantly mean. And I, I like I'm a guy that loves mean cinema. I really, really, really do enjoy like really dark, really mean cinema. But I understand, although I don't like most of what has gone on in this season. I understand what we're doing in the mechanics. I just don't understand why it's happened to this character. Yeah. Yeah, it no, it's a fine question. I don't understand either why we're unless like maybe t- two episodes from now, or maybe the next episode we find out that Amy was another one who turned her back on the burning mother. Maybe, but even so, I I, I guess that makes some kind of sense. I I don't know, man. That's like a lot of this bollocks. just feels so haphazard. Yeah. Um, but <sighs> I look. I'm gonna say that I feel like our our prediction more yours but i've completely co-opted it at this point i love it yeah let's do it of of it being jen and connor honor yeah i think that, that feels right the, the so far totally holds up yeah um <laughs> kaylee clearly not not the killer we thought she was or i thought she was <laughs> um also boomer sticking up for season four and saying that there are less flashbacks uh in in season four than there are in season three so many flashbacks in season three that it would be almost impossible to do a show which wasn't called flashback um with dennis hopper and Kiefer sutherland yeah of course (laughs) but there was that there was that remember there was that tv show was it called flash forward which had like one season it was a fucking great show right had like one season um and it was a I can't remember the premise was that it was kind of very similar to you've seen like TV shows that have done things similar recently where like you that I'm trying to remember the name of that show where half the population died one day and all the rest. It was like every everyone on the planet jumped forward like five years. I can't remember. I'm shit you're not I'm not making this up. It was called Flash Forward. Uh-huh. And basically that was a series of as you went through that show, um every episode had like flashbacks and all the rest. But that was the, the premise of look where these characters are now and look at the things that led up to them flashing forward to the position they're in. Um, so that makes sense. This show, the sheer number of... Every character has to have a backstory. Like a, like a episode-long backstory. <laughs> Bless you. Which doesn't make sense. Excuse me. Doesn't make sense at all. So I just, like, you would have to... I don't know if you could overdo that. I'm going to sneeze again. I'm allergic to bullshit as well. Uh, <laughs> I just like, I, I will listen. We're going to watch season four because otherwise, why have we watched the first three seasons? But why yeah. have we done this to ourselves? Why did we but, watch season three? I, I, I hate to keep going back to this, but I said <laughs> we can just skip season three and go straight to I would four. Have, I would have had to watch it. My brain would have felt yeah. like it was on fire if we hadn't done it. So uh, I, 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 I get I'm, it. I get it. I'm glad we have to an extent because. I said people said it was worse. And I remember you distinctly saying, oh, it can't be worse than season two. And it is. So it turns out people are right. So restored my faith in humanity. The, the moral of the story is season three is so bad that it's made us care about humanity again. Yes. Yes. Bless you. All right. Yeah. We're going to have to end this show because Duncan <laughs> is in dire need of medical attention. Um, Duncan may not survive this. Yeah. The cold is getting the better of them. But that's kind of it for uh, 
season three, episode four. So Duncan, where can people find you uh, between now and whenever it is that you have uh, recovered from your disease? Um, yeah, you can find me on podcast under the stairs. Loads happening at the moment. I'm going to sneeze again. No, I'm not. Um, loads happening at the moment. We are kind of trundling through to uh, the end of the year for us. So I always try and be uh, relatively interactive. We're planning a massive director's conversation. Myself, Bo Ransdell and Doug Tilly, who've done incredible um, director's conversations before. We usually do one a year. And this year we're doing it on the aforementioned William Friedkin. So we're doing all Friedkin's content. Very much looking forward to that. I have still to start watching the, what, 30, 30 movies or whatever it is. I think TV 27, movies. I think is what we yeah, got. Yeah, rings a bell. So I need to get on that like ASAP. I'll, I'll get through it. I've seen a lot, a lot of them I, I know can inside out anyway, but we'll, we'll get through them all. So that's coming. Uh, I have a Russian related franchise retro that I'm about to announce on <laughs> Children of the Corn. All wait for it. Eleven movies. What? There's eleven movies. I had in that franchise. no idea. Eleven movies. That's crazy. So yeah, so I'm, I'm, we're, we're doing that. Um, other various bits and bobs, and I suppose it's probably worth announcing here. Uh, this month, uh, coming on Monday the 29th, the podcast under the stairs will be celebrating its one thousandth episode, which. I mean, how Congratulations. that happened, I don't know. Yeah, yeah I, I, I don't know how that happened. Um, I also do think that maybe, I, I don't know if this is a thing for the Guinness Book of Records, but I do think my show now has the most episodes of a horror podcast ever, I think, now. I don't think there's, I can't think of any other show that's been, that's been on the same level yeah. in terms of releasing. Now, you could argue that it's all uh, quantity and no quality, and I will not disagree with that. Uh, so... <laughs> Not even a little bit. So yeah, so there's that coming, and yeah, various other bits and bobs. Um, but yeah, you can check all out tputzcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Podcasts under the stairs. Uh, well done, sir. Yeah, one thousand episodes, two hundred of them, totally fine. <laughs> that's how. That's the the new T-shirt you ought to get. Um, and if if you want to hear any more out of me, by the way, Boomer throwing a corn icon in the chat. I really appreciate that. Um, so, uh, if you want to hear more out of me, uh, you can find everything I do over on legionpodcasts.com. And if you want to catch up with me on all things horror, uh, you can find that at the dark parade also on legionpodcasts.com. Uh, also on, uh, Twitter, uh, at, uh, dark parade pod and, uh, the Facebook group I tend to be quite active in, uh, for all things Halloween related where I threw up a bunch of pictures of, uh, all the Halloween decorations and whatnot. So um, with that said, thanks very much for, for hanging with us. Uh, thanks for all the stuff in the chat. That was a lot of fun. And um, really all that's left to say other than, you know, we'll be back in two weeks to do this again, is to say, uh, say goodnight, Duncan. Say, uh, say goodnight, Duncan. Ah, that's not right.